And we're back once again, this time for episode 127. Welcome back to the Random Fandom with Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, welcome. Hey, how's it going? We are the Brandons. We're best friends. We talk about all things geek podcast related worthy. uh, mm, I'm your best friend. Yeah. Yep. Just want to clear. Yep. Yep. Am I not your best friend? So what are we talking about today? Well. Um, today we're doing another retro review because Brandon takes forever to get around to shows, but good things come to those who wait, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because we're talking about a good show. Was it? We'll talk about it. I liked it. it. We're talking about Peacemaker today. Yeah. Thanks to HBO Max and, uh... James Gunn. John Cena. Coming through with a surprisingly good follow-up to a kind of a mediocre movie. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. You know, like, um... Which was a follow-up to a really bad movie. That he had nothing to do with. He just right. had the... I know. The, the... It was uh, David Ayer, right? Yeah, right? but... yeah, Who but... did the original... Okay, so we're talking the original Suicide Squad. I think it was David Ayer. Yeah, but with a lot of studio interference. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, I can't they, pin they that on him. They screwed that up. That was one of the worst super superhero movies. And then James Gunn, who we know is good at like the, the team-up movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, they said, hey, we want you to do this one. And at the time, if I recall... I think he was like fired from Disney from the Guardians. Yes. Because of some old tweets. Yes. So he was like, well, fine, I'll go to DC. Yes. Made this and then went back to Disney. Hey, you know what? It's like you, you, you're you on a break with your significant other. So you, you dip your toes you in some around. other water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, ah, I'll go back to what I know and what pays me. And what we got out of it was a much better Suicide Squad, one that was unapologetically brutal. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like, it's so weird. Just give it a slightly different name. Don't just... That's like really trying to cover the stench of the old one. It's just like saying, yeah, that didn't really happen yeah. in my mind. But yet they used some of the same characters. Mm-hmm. It was weird, but... Yeah, if you want to yeah, check out that retro review on that, then that's in the archives. But if you want to hear us retro review for the first time... The series that came out, what, like a couple months ago? It was like around January, wasn't it? The, what are we talking about? Peacemaker. Peacemaker now. Yeah. I was like, what are we talking about? Yes. We went on a tangent. Yeah, so we just never got around, the collective we never got around to seeing it and finishing it until right. now. But here we are to record and talk about it. Uh, hope you enjoy what we have to say. Spoilers, of course, but I yep. think it's well past its due date. Uh, yes, that's what we're doing. And before we do that, Brandon. Yeah. We have fake sponsors. These are the people, products, goods, and services are making this episode possible, and today they are. So we have two today. Oh. Our fir- oh, wow. Our first sponsor today is Fratulence. See, we all know that flatulence can sometimes be tricky. Mm. You think you have gas, but maybe it's nothing, or maybe you need to get to a restroom right away. You might have already. Or maybe you already did in yeah. your pants. Well, if you get fraudulent flatulence, you need to relieve it with fraudulence. Yes. Kid tested, mother approved. Well, sometimes we all got to get our kicks in, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a weird way to end it. It's a little bizarre. All right. And what's our second thing? Are these pills? Uh, it's a patch. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, where do you it's apply the patch? It's a patch that you stick right over your butt. Yeah. Right over the butthole. Yeah. It's oh. a diaper. <laughs> it's a 
It's an adhesive diaper. It's an adhesive. So you can like jog with it's it. It's an still. adhesive patch based diaper. Yeah. That, that has pills. It dispenses enemas. Yes. It has an enema dispenser built in. I yes. Dude, uh, how could you not want that? Just oh, maybe that's first that, date. I drove by a dispensary the other day. I don't think. I that's wonder. What you, oh, that's you don't think that's what yeah, it is. The green oh, cross okay. means something else. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It means so, um, means entirely something else. It means like a happy red cross. I, I believe so. Uh, wow. Uh, on the heels of that, I am so honored to tell you about our next fake sponsor making today's episode possible. Maybe a little too possible. Uh, this is cosmetology. Hmm. All right. So this is exactly like cosmetology, which we all know uh-huh. is the study and application of beauty treatment, um, including hairstyling, skin care, cosmetics, pedicures, manicures. Hair removal, waxing. We don't need to go down the list. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I just want you to know. <laughs> okay. Because you clearly need some cosmetology. <laughs> you just try to. You look like an effing slob. Is this an intervention? <laughs> no. So, again, this is exactly like cosmetology. But what you do differently with cosmetology is that you then, the person that you're treating to these beauty um, pamperings, you drug them <laughs> afterwards. So, uh, look for a school near you today. And, then uh, what? and what happens next is up to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cosmetology. Okay. All right. Uh, now we're on to the meat of uh, of the uh, the of the um, the episode. Uh-huh. You usually say meat and potatoes. Yeah, but there's no potatoes. Huh. There's no real. These were the potatoes. These were the sides. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then we might have some potatoes afterwards. You don't. You don't strike me as a big potato guy. I'm. I mean, I'm human. I'm not made of potatoes. So I. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm glad I don't look like a potato guy. Yeah. So Peacemaker happened five months ago, and here we are talking about it finally. Um, I'm excited to talk about this. Now, full transparency, I'm probably going to forget a few things, which yeah, is good. Yeah, I know good. you watched it a while ago. Yeah, I watched it as it was basically happening, uh, which is good mm-hmm. because being that you recently finished it, you can probably fill in some gaps or lapses that I might have. But my overall takeaway, my memory of the show was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the Man of... Yeah, that's all we got. I, I actually really like this show. I thought it was a really good blend. I mean, it was a comedy show through and through. Yes. But it had some unique action, not very much, but mm-hmm. I also felt that that wasn't its strong point at all anyway. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. You know, it, it was it was really about the humor and the characters and They had great character development. Yeah, yeah. It, surprisingly so. Yeah. Especially after you know, you take characters from the Suicide, the Suicide Squad movie, mm-hmm. which had almost no character development because they either, either introduced or they introduced characters that we already knew, yeah, or they killed characters off in the first scene. You know what I mean? Like, so there's very little character development. I just thought it was such an interesting twist to take somebody in that movie who did something pretty shitty by the end of it. Like he's but he, not under the guise guy. of just following orders. I know that, but it it allowed us to, I mean, us as the audience, to see him reckon with that. And yes, that was a strength. I think that it was a parlance from the movie in a good way for the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's basically like a 10-year-old brain in a, you know, mm-hmm. a 40-year-old super buff soldier body. Yeah. And just how he's reckoning his own past and his interaction with basically another squad being that he had just betrayed his previous squad, right. even though that was his mission. 
and then now getting betrayed himself, you know, with the whole book thing at the end. And then it turns out Adebayo, was that the, the gal's name? The funny gal from uh, Orange is the New Black? We're going to look this up. But whatever her name is, the, um, the African-American yeah, gal. Yeah, yeah. And then her actually being... She's from Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. That When that show was still watchable. Been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I, I fell off on that show, but I do remember her from that. Anyway, you were making a point about... Yeah, I was. At a bio. And then being that she's, uh, what's her name's daughter? Oh, the, yeah. Um, you know, the, the oh, commander. Why am I drawing a blank on her name? That's okay. I can think of her face. It's like Viola Davis, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, but I forget the character's name. But she was at least in both Suicide Squads, if you'll recall. So I, I appreciate mm-hmm. the consistency there. The introduction of some of the new characters... It was very, how do I say this, like pertaining to not only the characters, but the story itself, it still felt like it just had that signature trademark. And I don't mean this in a bad way or a good way, but just had that trademark James Gunn ensemble feel like, oh, aren't we just so wacky? We just know what to say at the most random times. And oh, aren't I awkward sometimes? Sometimes it got a little too much, but Mm -hmm. I think the James Gunn trademark not only on this, but this time for the first time that I've experienced, at least in a series format, seemed a lot more tolerable to me. Maybe. Yeah, that's actually a good point, because maybe if it's spread out a little bit more in, in, in a TV show yeah. where we can explore more of the story behind everything, because in a, in, in a movie, especially, you know, like it gets very suicide saturated. squad, it, it things happen very fast. Yeah. And it's just like, and, how wacky can we get in two hours sometimes? And then just with this ultra violence, you know, juxtaposed in with like this music and slow-mo and in goofy visuals sometimes. Um, they still, you know, that was still definitely a, a tangible element in the series, but it just didn't feel like they went headlong into it. Uh, or head first into it at times, like they let it breathe. And like the whole thing with the aliens and the butterflies, and it's very silly, but yet it still like really was compelling. And the fact that we yeah. still have somewhere to go with that in foreseeably the next season. Um, yeah. And then just reckoning with his past and I just, it well, was... and his father, I mean, so his father, I think was the weakest part of the show. I didn't like the actor. They, well, that's T-1000. You recognize yeah, him? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just there's something about the and I don't know, the way he looks now, like that hair is ridiculous. Yeah. There there's some sort of they, they make a quick joke on his hair and I can't remember what it was, but it looks like a ostrich sat on his head and took a shit or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny. It kinda does look like that. Yeah. <laughs> um something about him, I just thought he was a little bit of an odd fit in the whole thing. I feel you. But otherwise, I, character character wise, I think everyone was great. You know what's um, funny is I can't remember his actual name. They say his name. He's not just always peacemaker. He has a name. Well, the White Dragon was no. Like I mean the, the the actual John Cena peacemaker. Like, oh, Christopher Smith. Christopher Smith. Yeah. I just, thought you were saying. I thought you were uh, yeah. saying his father. But yeah, I I thought he was just this one slightly outlier. Where when I saw him on screen, he just didn't appeal to me but everyone else i mean uh harcourt and um what is economos i think um the dude the die beard they kept calling him die beard which i thought was funny like everybody they had was good i thought they all were unique in the team i liked the banter back and forth i i agree with you though that sometimes 
the banter was too much. Yeah. But it also, I think, like, was sort of balanced because you'd get a whole chunk of that team building, but in a where they're giving each other crap way. Then they'd go out on a mission. Then there's some action. Yeah. And then there's some story development. And then there's like back as a team building where they're giving each other shit again. And and over time, it was nice to see them screw up, get mad, but then succeed and then realize that maybe the team isn't that bad. And, and learn oh, to trust each other. And learn to trust each other. Yeah. yeah. Even through, even through the fact that like, you know, and this is a spoiler, full spoiler, but they're looking for the butterflies. We and their find, team leader is one. We find out that that Mern, their team team leader, is a butterfly. And by the time we find that out, and uh, our neighbor dog's really excited. <laughs> Jesus, yippee! Stop it, please. <laughs> by the time by the time we find that out, and Adebayo finds it out, you realize that half of the crew already knew. Right, and then the, the dynamic of them keeping secrets within the team. Uh-huh. The one thing, uh, let me just circle back to what you're talking about, the dad. I felt like they did that too much. Like, they just, they had already a progressive story this season, and I felt like they didn't need to do the story with him confronting and finally killing his dad as well. That could have been like a season mm-hmm. two thing, and I think that's one of the reasons we didn't get to fully have an appreciation for the dad as a character, not like you have to like him or dislike him. Obviously, <clears throat> we're not supposed to like him. But right. it, it just felt a little rushed. Like like they only thought mm. maybe they would only get one season, so they'd have to close it, you know, close that out. And, you know, he's supposed to not only be, you know, technologically weaponized and have hatred and then have not only hatred in his heart, you know, as a supremacist, but then for his own son. And he's been what, thirty years in the making of blaming him for killing this his preferred son. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of I don't know, they kind of just rushed that, I felt like. I, that could have been something like for a later season, I felt. Or, yes. And give us more time to understand him as a character. Like, where did he go wrong? You know, because no one's born hateful, essentially. Sure. I also felt that the dynamic that they wrote between Peacemaker and his father was as shallow as he's a shitty dad. Yeah, yeah. And they, it was just him constantly being mean to his kid. And there was not a lot of depth to that relationship, yeah. which means that when Peacemaker does finally actually kill his father because his father's trying to kill him, we're not emotion. I mean, I know it's weird to say emotionally invested in this show that's kind of... It's slapstick know, yeah, at times. One step away from just absolutely ridiculous. But um, at the same time, it would have been a little welcome to kind of feel something. Yeah. To go along with all of the craziness and the slapstick and the action. Um, but they didn't do that. They didn't give us a real true father-son dynamic. Yeah. It felt fake. It felt poorly written. It was unearned. And unearned. It's like when he finally kills his father and it shows him being sad. We're like, are we supposed to feel sad too? Yeah. I can't I was never there tell. with you. Um, that that just felt a little rushed. I think they could have saved that for later, but at least they got that out of the way in advance of the the story to come. You know, so they put a stop to the issue that they're facing, but the issue is not over. Right. Yeah. Uh, I really loved when they first broke into the like mid season. They broke into like that uh, the prison. 
No. Oh. Um, the, the basically where they knew uh, the butterflies to be. Oh, and the, where the, the cow factory. was. Yeah. yeah. So they called it the cow where they were milking. and. Yes. And then, that you was know, cool. he has x-ray vision. And that felt like such a cool homage to uh, the movie They Live, if you'll remember. Uh, when he has no. the x-ray specs and he can see who's actually alien and who's oh. not. So that's why he just starts blasting people. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? You mm-hmm. just killed someone. And he's like, no, I killed a butterfly. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and that was actually, even though it was just still in a body snatcher slash invasion story. Like it was kind of oddly terrifying in that one scene where the guy who's, you know, in the prison breaks everyone out and the butterflies just flow in or just Mm -hmm. mummifying people. Like, you know, so to speak. It was very James Gunnish. Yeah. It it felt like the, um, the Harley Quinn sequence in the last movie, right? Where things are kind of flying around. Yeah. It was, it was gross, but like oddly beautiful in a weird way. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's kind of what he shock factor does yeah. is he's like, hey, I'm an artist, but I'm going to also make it so that you are shocked or that you're laughing. Yeah. But you also realize that what you're looking at is art. Yeah. Um, the vigilante character. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really like him. Uh, I, I, I mean, you're uh, he was it was too much. Like, yes, he was just like, yeah, I have no social skills. But, you know, and then just the fact that he like just is a whiny nerdy white guy about everything yet he's super lethal it just felt so james gunn ish if that's a, a thing yeah it was, he was just overdone and uh, you know he it's almost like he was their comic relief and you y- you know what you didn't need him they as pushed comic that button one too many times because for me. everybody else is comic relief exactly and so to have this one guy be so so out of touch that it is constant like jabs of him being ignorant, being stupid, but then also being brutal and liking murder. Just that constant, you know, hitting you over the head with it throughout the entire series was a little bit much. Yeah. Once again, no story development. No, on, who was on, he? On he was just character. a fan of Peacemaker. That being said, I didn't dislike him. If you were to take him out of the story, I would rather have him in than not. I agree. But I think they They could have toned him down they, a little bit. They could have toned him down. Yeah. Or they could have made him... Have some feelings. Somewhat you never get... lovable, like a the lovable idiot. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what they were trying to make Peacemaker to. I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just felt like he w- he just didn't really have any feelings. His feelings are like, oh boy, aren't I awkward and super nerdy? Mm-hmm. You know, but man, I can kill shit. So, um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind if they refined him a little bit and gave us more context to who he is and what his motivations are. Mm-hmm. They tried. It just never really is, you know, five, six months later, anything that I remember. Um, Props to John Cena. Um, he really killed this role. Yeah, he did. Um, he's funny. He's got, you know, of course... His his comedic timing and... Yeah, and the fact that he's just, you know, super jacked up, you know, still to this day, somewhat a wrestler. Um, so, he's got to be like 50. No, he's 40. I, I'm going to say 45. Here, let's oh. bring Google in. Okay, Google. How old is John Cena? Yep, just looked up. He is, in fact, 45. Which is depressing because I'm be <laughs> I know, and we think about where we are, and we're like, "Wow, he's so much more jacked than us." Uh, uh, but that's I, that would be my first thought. I would think rich. Oh well, yeah. I'd rather be rich than jacked at this rate in my life. Me too. Yeah, actually, I would. I would be happy with both. I have good cardio though. Like, oh, so I don't. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're self-deprecating, wishing other people's <laughs> lives were ours, uh, and we're. Probably getting to the end here. I don't have too much more to say. There was just some specific scenes that mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going over. I loved the dynamic of him 
even as much as he's basically like a sellsword, so to speak, you know, mercenary. Yeah. Even he couldn't pull the trigger on taking out the kid, you know, even though the kid was told to him to be hosting an alien invader. I like that. He's very innocent. And they did a really good job of not only his present day struggles, but then through flashbacks as to showing why. And Mm -hmm. um, they did a good job making him. Uh, sort of a anti-hero slash villain in the movie, and then giving him this, which is a redemption of him going... Yes. Because he still brutally kills people when he needs to, but he does still kind of not like it. You can tell he's starting to not like it, and he used to love it. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a childhood innocence uh-huh. uh, about him the whole way. Um, again, with the whole, like, oh, look at this ragtag group of guys. How can this be... I think they did it too much with the eagle. <laughs> I liked the eagle. Eagle was great. Yeah, it it was just uh, it felt like something they just did a little too much. But overall, uh, as an ensemble, as a story, as um, you know, a diversion from the movie, but uh-huh. still incredibly aware of the movie. I thought this was a success. I think this definitely warrants a second season. I love how the one um, alien butterfly that he's had a a communication with and like this weird relationship with just through the taps of glass. Mm -hmm. I thought like, okay, so that, that butterfly is still alive because of him, right? He kept it alive and then it got loose or set free. Yeah. And well, and it killed a bunch of people and turned them all into butterflies at the police station. That was the same one. Goff, if I recall. Okay. Yeah. And, and at the end, remember Goff or the person who Goff took over was saying, here's who we are. Here's our goal. Here's our mission. And it's, it, it immediately makes you think that, Oh, maybe we had the wrong idea. Maybe peacemaker is going to side with them now, but he doesn't, he just kills them. And then, uh, uh, is actually asked like, why didn't you help them? Right. And he said, because something along like, you know, because it would have been a danger to the team. And, and I, I like that they threw, Humor and violence, they showed his character progression. It was just it, that I thought was um, a good way to kind of end that story, that wrap that story up with his growth. Yeah. And you know, you're in for a little something extra on all the last episodes, the finales. Mm-hmm. I love the, um, the Easter eggish edition of the Justice League. Dude, yeah. But they only showed what, like Jason Momoa and uh, Ezra Miller? Yeah. And, you know, because they couldn't get Henry Cavill or Batman or Wonder Woman. But it just shows them. And Momoa like, actually curses at him. That was funny. That was good. And he's like, you dickheads are late or something like that. That was fun. Because, <laughs> dude, he'll never make it on screen to the Justice League. He's too goofy. Yeah. And the Justice League, yeah. for better or for worse, has been established as, you know, their Avengers. And it, so I, I don't feel like they'll ever really cross over. But it was just saying, ha ha. You know? Yeah. And it was a fun little memeable, memeable moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. I, I did like the show. I'm curious to see when season two uh, will be happening. I mean, I would love to know John Cena's like schedule. I think he's actually... I heard he's filming something right now up in Canada. I'm sure. And I mean, that, was, that guy is constantly filming something. Yeah, I wonder if it's season two. Canada seems like a good place to film. Sure. Yeah. Very kind. Yeah, just all the syrup and... So what would you rate this whole thing? Healthcare. You know? um, Out of a ten. Well, Yes. I would say it was better than a seven, 
And but if eight is a great territory, I'm not there. So I'll say seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. I really I did enjoy it for the most part. I would say eight and a half because for me there it's it's rare for a show to go the entire time without me getting kind of bored in one or two episodes or at least parts of episodes. I kind of I I was continuously happy watching this, even though I can recognize some of the flaws. It doesn't necessarily, even when it was flawed or went too far in something, it didn't uh, tear me away. It was just, I was still entertained. Sure. So I, I actually would say 8.5. Yeah, if I had to put like a summary on this, I would say a great, you know, real introduction. Because we didn't really get an introduction to him in the last movie. Right. I mean, it's, he's, he's this character and he's this killer, but we didn't really get to know him. We just knew that he was, you know, all, mm-hmm. ultimately the saboteur. And we're supposed to boo him. And here we sort of got his background of why he's that way. Yeah. So I would say it was a good introduction, really, and a good way for me to absorb James Gunn. I get a little weary on some of just the James Gunnishness, especially sure. in his last few movies. So I felt like series format. Okay, we got something here. Yep. yep. Yeah. And and uh, hopefully we've given you something to enjoy here in this uh, episode 127. Um just want to say that we are due uh i think before too long i think our next recording will be thor love and thunder yep uh so we'll let some time pass just so uh it can be you know clear of any spoilers so everyone gets a chance to see what we're talking about um do you have anything you want to close with no oh well i do fortunately great i emailed one of my favorite podcasts and dude i cannot tell you how awesome it was just before you came over while I was taking a walk, I was listening to the podcast and I got my email read on air. Really? Yeah. And it feels good. And it's not like a small podcast. Huh. It's not like, you know, like the Joe Rogan podcast, but it felt really good. What podcast? Uh, it's called Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. Huh. Yeah. So all that to say is you should email us and get your shit read, or at least we'll look I, we, at we it. We have read emails. Yeah. So please, uh, yeah. all that to say, it's a good feeling. And you know, especially when you're listening back to the same thing you reached out to, you're like, oh, they care. That's pretty cool. So we want you to care about us and we'll care back about you. Uh, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking and uh, we'd love to hear from you there. And you can find us every once in a while on uh, Twitter, random fan- at randomfandomwbb. Do you want to sue Elon Musk? Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah, he was supposed even, to buy it. Even his smallest lawsuit settlement would be like more than I make oh, in man. Let's 10 do that. years. All right, we'll be back next time talking about Thor, Love, and Thunder. Until then, thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And have a stay geeky kind of day. Day. <laughs> Bye, everybody.